Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed, and now Steve Jordahl's in studio with us. Good morning, Steve. Morning. Good weekend for you? Yeah, well, yeah, busy weekend. Busy? Yeah, we're moving furniture and stuff, so a lot of time in a I in noticed a you called me six times <laughs> on know, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Six calls from Steve Jordahl. No, I was going to get back. back. So you were moving? Yeah. My bad, Steve. I'd have helped <laughs> you, had I known. You could have had free pizza. But you know, my uh, phone wasn't working, uh, right? I know. I know. I was kind of down in my back anyway. Yeah. It affected my tee shot. Ah, can't have that. Boy, I just I, gave myself away, didn't I? I affected your tee, tee shot. I, I always tell people when when I if I have to text somebody to ask them for, you know, maybe a little help, I say, listen, I'm texting you out of respect because if you want to make up a lie, this gives you time to make it up rather than just call them straight asking, out. I will be asking you in an hour to help me move on Saturday. If you need to go ahead and think something up that's yes. halfway legitimate, I've been in your shoes. I've done that. So can you call someone up and you go, hey, man, I really need you. Can you? A lot of people cannot make up an excuse right off the cuff. So I give them time. And it is true about your friend who has a pickup. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why, why you, I don't have a pickup. Right, because who are people going to call? That's right. When they won't help. But I have friends. Even to get pickups. you out of a ditch or something. Yes. They won't, they won't I will say this call about, the guy with the pickup. I will say this about Southern guys. Okay, being a Yankee, but having married a uh, – a, a Mississippi girl. Right. We just celebrated 40 years, and I've been living in Mississippi since 1985. So I do think I know. This is your perspective. You're sort of an outsider looking in, even though you've lived southern, here that long. The southern male, okay. if they have a pickup or they have any experience, they usually love helping get someone out of a ditch. That's true. I mean, they'll just, they'll just go, yeah, man, I'll be there. Yeah, Give me a chance that's to true. use my winch. <laughs> that's true. That, that it, you, you do have a point yeah, there. Yeah, they, so they're, they're very helpful. <clears throat> Anyway, both, both my sons have, I'm going to get back to that. Yeah. Both my sons have pickup trucks yeah. you know, and ha always have. And they, of course, that's true not only in the South, but the heartland. Yes, that that's. Uh, anywhere between New York and L.A., outside of the big cities. Plenty of pickups. Those males want pickup trucks, that's right. most of them. That's, that's right. Except for me. I'm, I'm yeah. a van guy. Yeah, I'm, huh? I'm a, I'm a uh, uh, four-door sedan okay. kind of guy. I'm a I'm a I'm a van. I'm a van man. A van man. I'm yeah. a van yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. You're on to something uh, right yeah, there. That's right. Is that Blue Brothers? What uh, are you singing see. there? I'm a soul man. Soul man. Yeah, soul man. Blues Brothers. Blues yeah. Brothers. Okay, so Steve knows. Right, Steve, before you you don't even know this, but before you get to the news of the day, before the break, Ed can attest to this. I was waxing eloquent. It, I was warned. Huh? You, you were was, warned. I was warned. You were actually just popcorn down. I'm not going to be able to finish. Let me go now. Where was I, Ed? Yeah, you were break. talking about it was going to be a close election anyway between yes. Trump and Biden. Yes, and and I said I said to our dear listeners, unto them, I said <laughs> I said unto them that I know there are listeners out there who disagree with my analysis of right. the presidential election, and that's fine. We can. I don't think this is in the Bible. Okay, okay. Right. I don't think this is a Nicene Creed violation or anything like that. Okay, 
I said I thought the presidential election was going to be very, very close anyway. Right. As ha- as have presidential elections been for the last, what, three or four cycles? Well, since, I mean, narrow. Since 2000, Bush versus Gore. Yeah. So, uh, now, here's uh, here's the conspiracy. I put that in quotations that I I do believe in. I, I believe that President Trump won. If the, if 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 everything would have been done on the up and up, right. even with COVID, uh, cutting him off at the knees, I think Biden was so bad a candidate that I think President Trump won in a narrow in a, in a narrow number. Uh, because of all the irregularities that went on, I'm not talking about cyber cheating. I'm not talking about. What they said about the what was the name of that company? Dominion. Dominion. I'm not, I'm not even talking about that. Right. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know much about that. I'm talking about all these ballots that were sent out, like we've discovered in Arizona, unsolicited. Uh, you got zero. Uh, you got zero percentage almost of those ballots that were mailed back in disqualified. Right. When the normal number is four to five percent, I think. Of uh, I've mentioned this before of, of of mail-in ballots that are disqualified because they weren't signed, right? Or because they got coffee spilt on them, <clears throat> or any number of reasons. That four to five percent are always disqualified. Well, in this case, none were, and across the, in, in any state. So I also, this is again, maybe I shouldn't say stuff I can't prove, but I'm 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 I'm, I'm prefacing this by saying I can't prove it. Right. It's just my. I've read a bunch, and 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 people like me. <laughs> okay, so what I'm saying, what was that old character on Saturday Night Live? And gosh darn it, people like me. Remember that guy, uh-uh. uh, Stuart? Yeah, there you go, Stuart Steve. Smiley, uh, Smiley. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the all if anyone wanted to do to change the election results is, is impact four states. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have to go after uh, Idaho, right? Okay, or Mississippi, or e- even Florida, for that matter. Although Trump won Florida pretty handily, didn't I think he? So. By handily, I mean two or three points. That's handily in today's right. in world. Florida. <laughs> uh, but all you had to do is pick off Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, and or Michigan, and or Michigan, and or Michigan. And then what you do there is you, uh, if I were plotting, right, I would say you can get those, you can affect change in the big cities in those states, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Detroit, Phoenix. Phoenix. Because there are millions of people who vote in those towns. Right. And, to, and it would be much easier to... Fraud, commit fraud are in places where there are millions of votes and who can count those on election night right. who can verify everything on election night or even weeks after right uh, we saw what Sidney Powell tried to do you know unsuc- unsuccessfully now a lot of times she was trying to go to court to prove fr- fraud or or at least uh, raise some objections and she was shut down by the courts right and the Supreme Court of the United States failed us on this too they wouldn't even hear the case right after the election, not to overturn the election, but after the election, 
uh, in Pennsylvania, the governor and the, I think the Supreme Court uh, changed the rules of the state election process in Pennsylvania, and that's unco- that's flatly unconstitutional. I'm talking U.S. Constitution here, right. and the Supreme Court wouldn't even wouldn't even rule on that. So I'm just saying that it was a perfect storm, and I believe that uh, I can't prove it, but I I believe probably like like millions of people that there was too much funny business going on here, too much unexplained discrepancies that um, that I think affected the election, the outcome of the election. Well, and in case there are anybody, there's anybody out there listening, can I'm I, sure I, there will are. Will you talk for a minute? I'll I got talk. You can eat some popcorn. Eat. Yeah, go ahead. Just in case there are folks out there who are listening and saying, Tim, you can't go by your feelings and just because you don't like the outcome of the election. Well, let me remind you that Hillary Clinton to this day doesn't believe she lost the 2016 election. And most Democrats don't think that she lost the 2016 election. They believe President Trump got help from Russia. So and he, Stacey Abrams hasn't even conceded the Georgia uh, gubernatorial election. That's right. So, so here's the broader picture, that if you have large swaths of the populace who do not trust election results, you are headed for really big trouble. So the Democrats believe there was funny business in 2016. Republicans, for the most part, believe there was funny business in 2020. This does not bode well for the security of our republic going forward, which is why conservative states have been saying we need to tighten the regulations on voting. It's not to suppress voting, folks. I really don't believe that. I believe it's because we need to have faith in our elections and there need to be clear-cut rules about who can vote when, and you try to include yes. as many people as possible, because if we lose faith in our elections, it comes down to guns, and nobody wins when that happens. So, yeah. Steve. Yes, sir. <laughs> go, Steve, go. I agree with all everything you guys have said. It's great. Um, you want me to get the first news story today? Yeah. Okay. Cuba. We still have... Uh, protests in cuba people in, in the streets it's it's amazing what's happening in cuba havana and all over the the country uh people pouring into the streets carrying american flags um saying that they want freedom from communism it's been a long time coming um and yet the the there's people in this country like the biden administ- in the biden administration who say well they're protesting against uh they don't have covid vaccines or they're protesting against the embargo uh, I want you to listen to um, a – this is an unidentified black Cuban who has posted this, and he's going to tell you what he thinks. He's from Cuba. Listen closely because he's got an accent. This is cut eight. The day you guys go to Cuba, at least for a month, at least, then you guys can talk about Cuba. Then you guys can talk about Cubans. Cuba is not a paradise. Cuba is not a, like a pretty island. It's not. Cuba is a dictatorship country. Cuba is a dictatorship government. People are protesting right now in Cuba. They're not protesting because they want the embargo to be off. No. They're protesting because they want to be free. They're protesting in Cuba because they want freedom. The day that the Cuban people have freedom, the embargo disappears. There you go. They want freedom. Freedom! Yeah. 
Uh, listen, uh, uh, when you get people talking about, like, the the author of the 1619 Project, uh, do you have a story about that? Well, no, I have her on this topic. Okay, uh, because this is – you talked about in the last hour, Tim, about young people who don't know about history. This is true in terms of Cuba. And increasing number of Democrats do not want to criticize a communist dictatorship. That's That's frightening. What yeah. else you got on this? Well, um, in 2019, uh, Hannah Nicole, Nicole Hannah Jones, who's the uh, author of the 1619 Project, which says that the country actually started in 1619 when the first slaves hit the shore, and everything about America has been racist and slavery ever since then, and so we're a terrible country. She was asked on a podcast. It was an Ezra Klein podcast. He of the New York Times and Vox. She was asked, uh, what country would you say is doing it well? Listen to what she said to cut 10. If you want to see the most equal uh, multiracial, it's not a democracy, (laughs) most equal multiracial country in our hemisphere, it would be Cuba. Cuba has the least inequality between black and white people of any place really in the hemisphere. In places that are truly um, at least biracial countries, Cuba actually has the least inequality. And that's largely due to socialism, which I'm sure no one wants to hear. I would absolutely agree with her. Yeah, everybody's miserable. Everybody's <laughs> poor and miserable. She said she thinks it's a good thing. She she thinks that because they're all equal, that that's a good thing. And she says it's because of socialism. I agree with her. Socialism has made everyone poor and miserable except for the people at the top. Who are we listening to right there? What's her name? Nicole Hannah-Jones. She's the New York Times reporter who authored this 1619 Project nonsense, which is the theory that says the first ship carrying African slaves came to the shores somewhere, I guess Massachusetts, somewhere? Anyway, in 1619 and dropped them off. And everything, including the Revolutionary War, uh, the Civil War, uh, the, the, there's no part of this country that hasn't been affected and tinged by racism. It's where you get the critical race theory. She's the one speaking there? Yes. And she's lauding Cuba? Yes. yes. She's saying a, a dictatorship, which has oppressed and killed their citizens for decades now, and that's why they're yearning for freedom. That's why they get on lifeboats and try to reach America. Mm-hmm. And she's saying this is, a, this is an example of where equality works and what we need basically she's saying we need to be more like them right you need to be more like them you know what i I guess i'm a little surprised how out in the open these communists are now huh and they're they're all part of the far left they don't represent i don't think yet the mainstream democrat voter in the country thank god that could be happening because they, but they represent twenty five percent of the Democrat Party, roughly. I'm guessing. I'm talking about the they're they're out and out uh, communist. Well, even someone like AOC over the weekend, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, the leader of this quote unquote squad. Now she did tip of the hat to her on this part. She did criticize Cuba for its oppression of its people. And for the dictatorial, for the t- dictatorship, but she said the reason in this same tweet, or, or maybe it was part of an interview, the reason that the Cuban people are miserable has been because of the American embargo. So she's blaming us for the misery of the Cuban people. 
while she is criticizing the dictatorship and the oppression and the lack of freedom and rights that are going on in Cuba. So, but here's here's the thing. When you talk about what percentage of people in the Democratic Party will be willing in the next five years to say, absolutely, we want socialism. Well, AOC probably already says that. Yeah. But then I want to know how many are going to say, well, actually we want communism. Because the thing about communism is you do it by force. Socialism. You put it in yeah, socialism. They've got to change. They're not going to go with that word, though. That word still has a very negative connotation. I think they will continue to go with progressive okay. uh, as their word of choice in describing Democrat policies. Not all progressive ideas are communist, okay? Yeah. Um, right, and that's true. Not, not all progressive ideas are communist, but what the Democrats are, are, are the road they're, they're traveling down and we mentioned this last hour, Steve, with the White House wanting to, uh, to demand that Facebook crack down on what the White House calls COVID disinformation and the White House colluding with other social media platforms and news agencies. That's what Jen Psaki said they were doing. Yeah. Um, how can you cover, how can you be, how can you ever have a Watergate investigation of the Washington Post any longer if the Washington Post for example, is taking their lead from whatever Jen Psaki says on that particular right. day. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. they, but, but uh, the road that the Democrats are traveling down does ultimately lead to uh, state control of everything. Two years it, ago, I totalitarianism. Two two right. years ago, I would not have thought it remotely possible that enough people could submit to, to their to that kind of thinking that they would pass a elected candidate like that I mean, this the, the the democrats are shooting themselves in the foot every time they talk socialism and and communism radical yeah. versions of those because most americans don't want their tax money to be confiscated and go they, they're not for redistributing the wealth uh, you know they they might see problems but after the last the covid how sheepish the people were to let everything lock down and hardly fight back. And there's still some people who won't not wear masks. I think, what? I don't know what, uh, what the, what the voters would do. I, I'm a little nervous about it. Well, um, I'm, 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 I would be pessimistic if I lived in a blue state. I'm talking about a deep blue state. Cause I think they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Huh? Maybe there'll be a test tube the rest of the country <laughs> that the people can look at and say that doesn't work mm -hmm. uh, well you, you should be like able to California. look at places like cuba and venezuela that's true those tests duly have, noted those tests have already been carried out duly noted hey i want to quote from thomas jefferson and i know that, uh, this is relative to what we're talking about here i'm not just always uh, a good thing i'm not just pulling mm -hmm. you know, i'm not switching gears on you here I'm not giving you uh, subject matter whiplash. So. Okay. Uh, and this is, uh, if you go to the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C., this is one of the inscriptions, uh, not uh, of the four main inscriptions inside the memorial, but rather on a plaque down in the uh, belly of the, of the memorial. <clears throat> and so I, I read it every time I go there. Uh <clears throat> If, quote, if a nation expects 
to be ignorant and free. In a state of civilization, it expects what never was and never will be. If we are to guard against ignorance and remain free, it is the responsibility of every American to be informed, end of quote. The reason I bring that up is we were talking about the ignorance among especially our younger generation about the Constitution, about the Declaration of Independence, about the reason our country was formed in the first place, and it wasn't 1619, all right? The sacrifices that have been made down through the centuries to defend our freedom and our liberty and our way of life, which is completely against human history. What we, what we live in here in America, what we've experienced the last 200-plus years, is completely against human history, which is basically people in bondage to one king after another, one tyrant after another, and enslaved by one dictator after another. That's that's world history right yeah. there. Um, so uh, a lot of people think this is just what we live in here in America is just how it always has been and it always will be. And was it President Reagan who said we're just one generation away? Right. Freedom is only one generation away from being lost. Yeah, being lost. So I'm just saying Thomas Jefferson prophesied there that if enough of our, I guess he's saying if enough of our citizenry are ignorant of where our freedom comes from and and uh, that, that, we, that we, we could lose it is right. what he's saying right there. Right. So to, to, your, to yes. your point, uh, since we're almost closing, I wanted to play something from a group called the 1776 Unites. This is a group, there's a compendium, I cut it down, it's longer than, the actual video is longer than this, but this is a video from them, and what, who you're going to hear are all African Americans, they're all black Americans, and they're, they're talking about this country. Let's play cut eight. Instead of offering solutions, many prominent voices offer grievances and resentment. But never seem to find solutions for those who are suffering. But there's another path, one of radical grace. We can get out of the wilderness. But we must blaze a new trail. First, we must confront issues of race, class, and history honestly. And have the courage to call out those offering divisiveness instead of solutions. We must seek renewal and reconciliation. Real solutions to our most pressing problems. Real opportunities for those who are struggling. And we have so much reason to hope. The Black American story is one of perseverance, resilience, and excellence. A legacy of triumphing over adversity. That was Carol Swain, that last voice was, who we know here hmm. at the ministry. Yeah, she's, she's a warrior. Uh, Where did that air? Uh, it was put out by a, a group called the 1776 Unites. Gotcha. I, I don't know. It, it was online, at least. And, and most of those black voices are fairly well known, or are they just man on the street kind of no, thing? No, many or? of them are, are well known. These are these are dead, dead, dead black leaders. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Conservative, well, conservative listen, black leaders. I, I I welcome that those kind of sentiments. We do need solutions for real problems that exist, and we don't need people just constantly stirring the waters, and uh, you know, f- for grievances. And and, sto- and frankly, stoking uh, the fires to get people to take revenge. And I, I personally think that's behind a lot of what we're seeing in some of these big cities where you have young men who are just 
attacking people at random. I think they're being stirred up, and their animosity is being stirred up. All right. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Ed, thank you. Absolutely. Our thanks to Brent Creeley, our producer, and and uh, Fred Jackson, who was with us last hour. Have a great day, everybody. Keep listening to AFR. Thank you. Thank you.